Good morning, everybody. It's your boy Opti. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and memetic warfare, and we bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday savage Bitcoiner. We got them all, and we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. As you can tell, I know I told you Nico was coming back today, but he is still doing conference duties in Canada. So it's your boy hosting it, probably for the the rest of the week. But anyways, 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 let's talk about what everyone's been talking about on Twitter the last 24 hours. It is Larry Fink coming out and saying what we've been saying for so long. And as a Bitcoiner, you know me, you should know me by now, and you should know yourself by now. I'm open to being wrong. I love being wrong. I love getting corrected and you guys telling me constructively, of course, that I am missing truth about reality. And I think the longer I'm here and the deeper I go down the rabbit hole, the more I know that I am right. <laughs> Bitcoin is the way. Bitcoin is the light. It's going up forever, Laura. But humans are funny. And again, I, I like to treat this whole Bitcoin experiment, this whole psychological movement that we're going on by just taking humans as they are. And my friends and family haven't listened to me about Bitcoin since I got it into Bitcoin. I'm the black sheep of the family. So they're usually like, yeah, okay, Opti, all right, you, we know Bitcoin, 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 like cool, bro, cool story. But when someone of authority says what I've been saying all along, uh, it seems to carry more weight. What is going on here? But you guys have felt this yourself. So shouts out to all of you guys that front ran Wall Street, that front ran BlackRock and have endorsed Bitcoin. And now we have more proof that we are right. Larry Fink is saying what we've been saying for years. And obviously moving forward, him and his friends will be buying Bitcoin. So don't sell them your Bitcoin. They obviously like money. They like profits and Bitcoin number will go up. We all know this. This is uncontentious at this point. This is undeniable. 21 million hard cap decentralized via thousands of nodes and final settlement in 10 minutes or less. How could you not see the value of Bitcoin? I believe the idea of freedom is an idea that has that time has come, that is so valuable, it's invaluable, and people are just waking up to this. A digital money for the digital world, it's an idea whose time has come. And I am just so glad that everyone else is waking up to it. So congratulations, you were right, but I didn't have to tell you all this. You put in the work, but let's not celebrate before it's over. We still have a lot of work to do. And this is why we show up every single day on Simply Bitcoin to spread the signal, to counter the corporate BS, and make sure that you guys keep your heads straight Why? while we take over the world. Anyways, I'm not alone. I have a special co-host filling in. You guys have seen him all week. He might be, what, number five on the roster now. Shouts out to Mike Hobart. Coming in strong with us this week. Really appreciate your help all week, bro. And I'm super glad that that we're bringing you into the Simply Bitcoin fold. And I think everyone else is too, because they love the Mike Hobart rants and uh, the sober Bitcoin, the, no, the sober Bitcoiner do temper my absolute stupid bullishness. So how are you doing this morning, Mike? And morning, uh, what, what you got going on over there? Good morning, guys. Um, I actually think that I'm getting to the point of where I meet, maybe need to scale back the soberness a little bit and like... Uh, <laughs> 
leverage into your your bold heartedness ranting uh because I, I mean it is fun it is definitely fun and i and like those that have uh heard me in spaces before like i i can definitely get on the bold hearted rants so maybe i need to start letting that a little bit shine well through. dude let let your let your freak flag fly bro uh <laughs> let the bullish commence and as i well no as we move into the bull run i i think it's going to be very important for some of us bitcoiners to stay sober-minded throughout this whole thing because i already know i'm going to be losing my mind and like you guys think i'm animated now just wait until price starts to run obviously we probably have until you know the the beginning of uh next year before things really get crazy we'll probably yeah. be chopping sideways for a little bit but still you know you know me any any little green candle and i start getting bullish and this is hey this is my original sin guys i i stay bullish i wouldn't be opti for no reason it's just it's fun man let your Fair personality enough. go and uh I don't know. Anyways, enough of just speculating on the price today. Let's get into the numbers because we got a lot to talk about. The Bitcoin Numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And... If you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. Let's go. All right. Before we get into the numbers, of course, we're going to plug Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville, July 25th and the 27th of 2024. A little more than a year away, guys. And of course, I, I, I see the feedback. I hear you guys is uh, criticizing us. Why are we talking about the Bitcoin conference? It's a year away. We're telling you this now because I already know you're going to complain about the conference when it comes around. You guys do it every year. So get your pre-sale tickets now, or rather get the cheapest price on tickets that you will ever get moving forward. And you got to make it to, to the Bitcoin Mecca. And I'm super excited that it's in Nashville this year. I, I have a bunch of friends over at Bitcoin Mag that keep telling us, you guys need to come out to Nashville. Well, if it takes me to get to Nashville because of Bitcoin 2024, well, it is what it is. Anyways, general admission ticket is $299. The industry pass is $749. If you want to get a job in the industry, go shake hands, kiss babies at the Bitcoin conference in Nashville. And of course, if you're a whale and you want all the amenities, this is the rock bottom price at 4,499. And you can get a discount if you use the promo code simply. Anyways, let's get into the numbers, guys. Uh, of course, of course, of course, the only real date that matters is the block height. I know we tell you guys the date in the beginning of this show every single time, but no one cares about the Gregorian calendar anymore. The only the only date that matters is the block height, and we are currently at 797,451. TikTok, next block, we are at all-time high of block height. It's almost like Bitcoin works. Anyways, the Bitcoin price is currently at 30,345. It's holding up above 30K. Will Hoddle not be right? And we'll never see under 30K. I don't know. I wouldn't hold my breath. But anyways, the Moscow time or the sats per dollar, a.k.a. how much your dollar is worth in Bitcoin, is currently at 3,295 sats per dollar. The total percentage issues of Bitcoin that will ever be created is 92.48%. Again, uh, I'm bad at math, so do the quick math. 92.48% of 21 million coins that will ever be created are currently circulating. And the market cap, 
We're under that 600 billion. We're at 589.3 billion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is currently at 1.75%. The Bitcoin versus gold market cap is at 4.64%. So much room to run, guys. This is the first, I think, big hurdle for us Bitcoiners is taking the hard money market cap of gold at i think what is it like 10 trillion right now so yeah, only 4.64 percent of that the total lightning capacity currently public lightning capacity is 5426.71 btc again i should figure this out for at least friday but there's some kind of issue going on here on clark moody's dashboard and the public reachable bitcoin nodes is not there i'm sure he might have said something about it on twitter that i haven't Red yet. But anyways, the Bitcoin hash rate the last 90 days is currently at 359.4 exahashes and the pending fees. I'm adding the pending fees because I thought the wizards ruined Bitcoin, but apparently the mempool is cleared, boys and girls. We're back. My transactions don't have to get charged an arm and a leg and the current pending fees is at 2.35 BTC. All right, guys, for today's numbers, uh, I want to continue on the thread that we've been covering the last couple of days, and it is back on the idea of CBDCs. They keep saying the quiet parts out loud. And again, I think the theme of today's show is, you know, I hate being the Bitcoiner that's like, uh, we told you so, bro. But like, we told you so. They keep saying the quiet parts out loud about CBDCs. And I know there's some contention in the Bitcoin space that CBDCs will never get rolled out, bro. And like, don't worry about it, bro. But as we covered yesterday, 130 countries are planning to roll out a CBDC. We've seen them rolled out in different parts of the world. But the shining light is people are waking up to freedom money and people understand what cbdc really stands for it is not central bank digital currency it is central bank digital control and we have this clip here at the world economic forum in china last week saying what we say all the time we're not just paranoid bitcoiners here we read between the lines and then they come out and say what we've been saying for a long time the cbd actually let me roll back a lot a lot of people say that we currently already live in a CBDC system. The, you know, the whole financial world is digital. They can already track and bag everything you do right now. But I think the, the point here, the kicker here, is what my friend TC said in Twitter Spaces the other day, and I, I brought it on the show, I, I think it was around Tuesday or something, the idea that the CBDC system will unleash an uh, unprecedented surgical amount of control when it comes to your finances. And again, they're saying the quiet part out loud. And here's this tweet from Spiral Ghost. He goes, CBDCs could be programmed by governments to prevent purchases it deems undesirable. This isn't new. We've been saying this for a while, but we have here in their own words exactly what we've been saying. So let's get into this, this, uh, this video right here real quick, and then we'll conversate about it. The one final note I will uh, make is that if you think about the benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates. You could have, as I argue in my book, a potentially better, and yeah, some people might see it, or a darker world where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition or drugs or pornography or something of the sort. And that is very powerful in terms of the use of a CBDC. <laughs> Did you hear what I heard, guys? 
Jesus. They, they said programmable money stopping transactions that they deem undesirable. Now, I don't know about you, but are we really going to allow these these psychopaths, these fiat cartel bank members to stop your transactions that they deem undesirable? At this point, almost everything is undesirable, and it's only a matter of time until you literally can't do anything and you're in some kind of Chinese WeChat system, which let's not forget, is being endorsed by a lot of quote-unquote elites out there, or as we like to call them, the high-level parasites. So this is, not, this is not us just being paranoid. This is not me just having a tinfoil hat on. They are saying the quiet parts out loud. They want to have surgical control over your transactions. And I don't know about you, but this absolutely terrifies me. I don't understand how we've gone from the home of the brave, land of the free, or even the ideas of uh, you know a global world where you can transact freely to, hey, we need total control. We need authoritarian, dystopian, tyrannical control over everything you do to protect you. This is for your safety, citizen. And I don't know. All this stuff just makes me even more bullish in regards to being a Bitcoiner, to owning freedom money, to having a monetary system that is opt-in, permissionless. I don't have to ask permission to use my money. This is the point of money, right? I know they're trying to make us go into a cashless society because on the one hand, they can't control cash. And on the other hand, they want to know everything about you. They think, and by they... I'm talking about the unproductive class, the parasite class, the elites, as you might like to call them. They think that with more information and more control that they can guide the world towards better outcomes. And again, as an amateur Austrian economist, I understand that you cannot control complex systems. And what is an economy but a complex system? So the more they try to control, the more it's going to backfire and the more Barbara Streisand effect they are going to have on Bitcoin. But shouts out to Alex Danzig from Cafe Bitcoin because, hey, I try to reel it back sometimes. I try not to to be the tinfoil hat, you know, uh, conspiracy theorist of the show. But hey, when Alex says something, I kind of like to double down because it, it makes it seem like I'm not the only crazy one out here. So take this with a grain of salt, but I think it's a great tweet. And he goes, lizards are very excited about CBDC programmable money due to its power to control what you can buy. Again, Alex's words, not mine. So don't hold me accountable to this one. But I couldn't agree more. I, I think the psychopaths at the fiat cartel are doing whatever they can to try to control your money. And I'm, I'm anti-CBDCs. I am pro-freedom money. I am pro-Bitcoin. And this is why I do what I do every single day. Okay. Uh, sorry, I guess my video is <laughs> lagging, guys. But anyways, Mike, jump in. Let me see if I can fix this. Okay. Um, so like the one thing that should be glaringly obvious in my opinion at least to the americans in the audience is that notice how um that individual like one of his talking points he was like you know drugs pornography and ammunition and in america right one of the biggest like i think i can't remember it was admiral yamamoto during world war ii when they were talking about the the when they had the strategy to potentially um go past midway and pearl harbor and attempts to actually push into and invade the United States's like homeland. Um, one of the biggest things that held back any sort of 
negative activity like that would was the the fear that behind every blade of grass there was there was a, a rifle waiting so like when it comes to when we're talking about cbdc's it's not just that we're talking about like you know like them being capable of limiting and controlling whatever economic activity they deem to be desirable um that filter is extremely fluid like all it all it takes is to get the wrong people into power to thinking that they know what is right right most right for everybody to the point of making decisions for you and your family of hey you guys are consuming too much energy you're running your air conditioning too long you're running your air conditioning too cold you're spending too much like you're drinking too much water you're buying too much food of a particular quality like the the ammunition thing is like really really scary like that because that's that's the that's the greatest check and balance by a population on its government at least here in america like one of the biggest like i'm, I'm gonna get us banned but like one of the biggest things that like really that really like helped defend the american populace in the last three like last three years with the events that popped off with a particular inoculation that rhymes with blovid um they there were reasons they couldn't force upon all of us certain policies that we didn't agree with and that one of the biggest reasons is the fact that there are rifles and weapons hiding behind every blade of grass in the united states like and that and that's that's the kind of control mechanism uh check and balance mechanism that bitcoin provides and these these cbdc's they're gonna wrap they're gonna they're trying to wrap this up as if they're trying to do it for the greater good and i like i'm I, I try to I try to avoid getting the, like all conspiratorial and everything, but like, th like it's not gonna go well. Like there, like this is a level of like we all know the the euphemism of absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is absolute economic power, and if you understand that first quote that I just dropped, and then that reality, there's there's no roadmap ahead where like this kind of invasion of privacy and absolute control doesn't end up in a negative for the average citizen across the planet regardless of whether you're american or not and though like we talked we talked about i think it was yesterday like the 130 countries that are looking into cbdc's governments don't do it well they definitely don't do technical development research well um so like there this this is gonna be a it's gonna be a clusterfuck is really what i'm getting at and I, I don't know what else to say, man. Like it's, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I don't mean to laugh in the in the face of like potential total collapse of like modern society. And I don't want to even go down that path because I think human ingenuity will succeed here. Absolutely. But it really is incredible how hard the powers that be are pushing to control human behavior, and part of that for me is the idea that we always talk about here on the show is I'm convinced that the powers that be, whether that's the corporate press, whether that's the fiat cartel, whether that is, you know, the CEOs of the biggest corporations in the world, like they have lost the monopoly on information. They have lost the monopoly on truth. And I think the more that they overstep that boundary, like the more they overstep that power, the more people are waking up to this idea of like, wait, like what is actually going on right now? Like I thought yeah. these people had my best intention in my and yet they can say all the flowery words they want to but 
their actions are proving them to be wrong. They want to totally control you. And I don't know about you, but that is not only terrifying, but it's sick. It's absolutely disgusting. And this is why we do what we do. Well, and you know, what's really sick. Like this is, this is where it gets, it actually gets me fired up and mad because like, what's really sick is that they're trying to like, they're trying to dictate to you how you lived your life. Like as parents, nobody, you know, barring outlying like scenarios and actually like uh, harmful scenarios, nobody has the right to tell you how to raise your child, right? Like you're a parent, it's your child, it's your flesh and blood. You are, you have the right to raise them as you deem fit to allow them to eke out success in their life. However, you know, you, you think is best and right and most necessary. These people are trying to set it up so that they can dictate to you how you allow your children to survive and and thrive. Like I'm not, I'm not to the point of being a parent yet, but I don't, I will not occupy, I will not put down roots in a place where a government authority is trying to tell me that I can't buy certain foods because they deem it not necessary. Like if I want my family to eat fucking steak, I'm going to buy fucking steak and I'm going to cook fucking steak. Like, you know, and I, I apologize for dropping all those F bombs on YouTube because they probably hate it, but it's just like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like nobody should have the power to dictate like that. Like they're trying to create some sort of socialist feudal system with this technology. And it's just, everybody should be up in arms about this, but they're wrapping it up with complacencies and telling everybody it's going to be easier. And like, it's for the greater good. And like, it's dude, it's, it's the C word that we're all trying to avoid using, but like, it's just, it's gross, man. <laughs> What's it's a, not American at all. Yeah. I, first and foremost, you know, if loving ribeyes is bad, then I guess I am a bad person. Uh, that's obviously a joke, but what's the Benjamin <laughs> Franklin quote? Uh, we say it all the time, and I'm blanking on the exact quote right now, but it's something like, if you give away your freedom for security, you deserve neither or something like yeah. that. So yeah. this is where we are. And and again, like history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And it's like humanity has been going through this cycle over and over and over again until we finally figure this out. And I think we figured it out with Bitcoin. But again, and, and actually we'll touch on this during the culture. So if you can remember this, Mike, I, I think it'd be a good topic. Uh, we, we can't get complacent out there. We can't just talk and say that we, we've already won. Like there's still a lot of work to be done. And this is part of that process. Like, yes, we have the tools today, but this is far from over. And it's upon every single one of us to spread the signal, make sure people are holding Bitcoin, make sure people are holding the freedom tools, make sure people are protecting themselves, you know, make sure people are building local communities so that they can get the the nutrition they need, the the resources they need. Like all this stuff starts with having a good freedom money that cannot be stopped but it's not just you know bitcoin fixes everything that is the root of this and then from there there's a lot of behaviors and a lot of things that we have to change about our interactions with the world and this is how bitcoin fixes everything anyways we'll touch on that on the culture try to remember that because i think it's a good point i wrote it down you're good awesome all right let's get into the news guys the daily news The Daily News is brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. 
Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air gap Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. As I was just telling you guys, you need to build your local community. And what better than building a local community of Bitcoiners? And if you are the lone Bitcoiner in your area, as someone that was that person and now hangs out with basically only Bitcoiners, it is a breath of fresh air hanging out with only Bitcoiners. So get on the Orange Pill app today. Stack friends who stack sats. Build your local community. If there is no Bitcoiners around you, because I know a lot of you Bitcoiners are off the grid and you're in rural areas and, and you know, like <laughs> you're as far away from city life as you can get. So there may not be a lot of Bitcoiners around you. Create an event on the Orange Pill app. And maybe there is one single Bitcoiner out there. All it takes is one other Bitcoiner around you, and it is a party. So if it's just doing a, you know, a meetup to grab a few beers, or if you're trying to build some kind of educational meetup around you, the best place is to get on the Orange Pell app, connect with other Bitcoiners, stack friends who stack sats. This is the way, boys and girls. Anyways, I want to give some context before I get into today's little rant and uh, understanding of where Larry Fink is at in the game or BlackRock and and uh, the corporate billionaires of the world, the corporatocracy of the United States. Let's just bring some screenshots into this. So we have this CNBC headline, and this was published October 13th, 2017. And it says, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink calls Bitcoin an index of money laundering. And then as we've been covering for a while, uh, BlackRock files for spot Bitcoin ETF with Coinbase as a crypto custodian. Published June 15, 2023. Now, let's not forget about this whole... Um, SEC rejecting the BlackRock ETF, but even when the news came out, they were naming their custodian. Anyways, let's jump into kind of some recent developments, and then we'll get into the video that was going around Twitter yesterday. So we got this article from Bloomberg, and this dropped July 3rd while we were, you know, on our holiday vacations, basically. Uh, BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF application is refiled by NASDAQ to SEC, and it goes on to say BlackRock refiled filed paperwork with U.S. regulators through NASDAQ to add new details to its proposal for an exchange-traded fund that invests directly in Bitcoin. The exchange on Monday submitted new documents with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission to indicate that Coinbase Global Inc. will provide market surveillance in support of the proposed ETF from the world's largest asset manager. The move came after the regulatory agency had said that initial filings by issuers were deemed to be insufficient and lack necessary information. And then since then, a number of other companies have also applied for an ETF. And the point of the SEC rejection was that they didn't clarify their custodian. And they said, oh, there wasn't some clarity in there. And there was a lot of like hoopla on Twitter about it because we even remember during that time that they named Coinbase as their custodian. But anyways, crypto market surveillance may be key to gaining SEC approval for their spot Bitcoin ETF. Analysts say the surveillance could dramatically reduce fraud and market manipulation, which were top reasons the agency has rejected around 30 spot Bitcoin ETF applications to date. 
following BlackRock's mid-June filing for such an ETF. A slew of other forms filed or refiled for spot products amid market optimism that the SEC could reverse its long-standing view that such a fund shouldn't be allowed. In evidence of a partial thaw, the agency did allow ETFs tied to Bitcoin futures in 2021 and recently also greenlit a leveraged Bitcoin futures fund. BlackRock's initial filing in mid-June not only set off a race among other issues for similar filings, but also sparked a rally for cryptocurrencies broadly. Bitcoin has added more than 10% over the past month alone and is up more than 80% since the start of the year. The idea of a potential spot ETF is exciting for many fans of digital assets because it could mean greater accessibility for everyday investors. Of course, for us, just stack that, stay humble. This is more for you know institutions out there. This is for those with like the 401ks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But since the refiling, uh, shouts out to the Bitcoin Magazine because they've been on top of this. And it says all of the spot Bitcoin ETF filings have been resubmitted. The ball is in the SEC's court. And here is just to name a few of the companies that have refiled their uh, ETF. We have 21 shares, aka ARK Invest. We have BlackRock. We have Bitwise. We have Banek. We have Wisdom Tree. We have Invesco and Galaxy. We have Fidelity and we have Valkyrie Investments. But it's pretty interesting to see that Coinbase is the custodian for two of these. We have three unknown custodians. And then we have a few companies that are going to take their Bitcoin ETF into their own in their own custody. So, again, I think this is something that we've caught on, that other Bitcoiners have caught on, uh, Coinbase being one of the custodians of these ETFs personally is a red flag, but hey, we'll see how this goes. Anyways, Michael Saylor dropped this tweet yesterday and this video was making the rounds all over Twitter because Larry Fink is bending the knee. And what do I say all the time when it comes to the biggest skeptics of the world in regards to Bitcoin? They always have the same playbook. They FUD Bitcoin for years, it seems, and they pack their bags they get themselves in a good position. As we always say, you know, Wall Street, whether you think they're smart money or not, we will use the term smart money. Smart money does not FOMO into bags. What they do is they fund the price, they cater the price, they pack their bags, and then once they're ready to go, they start endorsing the product that they want to pump. And here we are with the same scenario playing out again. Anyways, let's get into this video and hear what Larry Fink has to say. And also, I do believe the role of crypto is, um, it is, it, it, it's digitizing gold in many yeah. ways. It's a, it's a, instead of investing in gold as a hedge against inflation, a hedge against the, uh, the onerous problems of any one country or, or the, or the devaluation of your currency, whatever country you're in, um, let's be clear. Bitcoin is an international asset. It's not based on any one currency. And so it, it, it can represent an asset that people can play like, as an alternative. I would call, the, the foundation of BlackRock is about hope. You invest for retirement because you believe tomorrow is better than today. You hear that last part? That last part was pretty interesting. BlackRock is... Uh, a company about hope, investing in the future. He's a good salesman. Uh, it's a good salesman. That's some good marketing. But anyways, yeah. 
is Larry Fink not saying what we've been saying here on Simply Bitcoin and what you guys have probably been saying in your personal life for years? Uh, Bitcoin is a 10x improvement on gold. As he put it, it's digitizing gold. Bitcoin is an international asset. It is a global phenomenon. No one is in control of this. But it's very interesting. I also saw this article on Bloomberg, and it's that full interview kind of compressed into some of its finer points. So we got this headline on Bloomberg. BlackRock wants to make it cheaper to trade Bitcoin. And in instantly my like uh, tinfoil hat, paranoid Bitcoiner uh, signal goes off. And we're all like, I knew it. BlackRock's trying to co-op Bitcoin. I knew it. I know. Anyways, uh, again, this dropped July 5th. 2023. And it goes, Larry Fink called Bitcoin an international asset and said the money manager wants to use its heft to make it less expensive and easier to invest in the cryptocurrency. It costs a lot of money right now to transact Bitcoin. We hope our regulators look at these filings as a way to democratize crypto. The money management giant filed paperwork last month. We all know this. NASDAQ recently refiled BlackRock's application. BlackRock wants to hear from U.S. regulators such as the SEC. Uh, we look at this as an opportunity. We work really closely with our regulators. Again, Bitcoin can represent an alternative international asset akin to digitizing gold. Fank said, initially, he said he was skeptical because it was heavily used for, let's say, illicit activities. Again, how it started versus how it's going. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink calls Bitcoin an index of money laundering. And now he's calling Bitcoin a revolution, a revolution in finance, digitizing gold. It's almost like uh, he just likes to make a profit and he's seeing that Bitcoin cannot be killed. And he's trying to, you know, pack his bags. He's playing both sides of the war. Anyways, to bring up some of the more uh, poignant points from Bitcoiners on Twitter, uh, I'm going to read a couple of tweets here and then I'll let Mike come in and rant a little bit as well. Uh, we got Marty Bent who posted this this morning goes Coinbase is about to become the biggest hacker honeypot on the planet and shouts out to Rob Hamilton. He commented it as well and he goes concentrating custody risk to a single entity is a legacy mental model of physical custody of goods like cash and gold. Using Bitcoin as programmable money to distribute risk across multiple institutions adds government governance to encourage honest actors to protect consumers. Again, Again, I think the TLDR is Bitcoin incentives are pure. And as paranoid as we can be about Larry Fink, uh, maybe, and I'm being hopeful here, Bitcoin does have a way of domesticating greed and they can try to co-op Bitcoin all they want or they can follow the rules and run their node and profit like the rest of us. Anyways, another tweet. This is Arb Doubt. And he goes, I don't know, Anon. All these ETF applications submitted to the SEC that name and exchange the SEC is currently suing as a key partner doesn't seem bullish to me. And then doubling down, uh, this is kind of what I opened the opening monologue with. Beautyon says, all of a sudden, this is accepted as true, a.k.a. that Larry Fink says Bitcoin is an international asset asset that Bitcoin is digitizing gold. And this is simply because a single a CEO said so. It was true from the beginning, as is all the other things we've been saying about Bitcoin that are not currently being said or understood by this class or anyone around the world, but they've been warned. And isn't that so special? It only takes one person to really kick off the can and let everything get absolutely stupidly bullish. But shouts out to American HODL because this is our I told you so moment. Shouts out to all you guys that front ran the Black Rocks of the world. And as HODL puts it, 
you could have heard it from Fink today, or you could have heard it from the average pleb five years ago. The front running of Wall Street has been epic. It's been a pleasure stacking with you, gentlemen. Shouts out to all you men and women out there that have been stacking Bitcoin because, hey, I told you so, and it's only a matter of time until everyone else wakes up to this. Anyways, anyways, Mike, I know you didn't see this clip till now. What's your thoughts on all this stuff? Um, I got to say that it's important to pay attention to Larry Fink's words um, because Bitcoiners will definitely pick up on the fact that he explicitly is saying crypto, but he's referring to um, he's referring to aspects of Bitcoin that set it out apart from everything else. And I, I and then also pay attention to the fact that he's saying he wants to make trading Bitcoin cheaper. I am personally of the position that he's using that verbiage very intentionally to the point of like using this to generate a boatload of hype around Bitcoin. And then once all of this SEC stuff with crypto gets flushed out, which it will, um, regardless of like how scammy the entire space is, there a lot of the events that have been happening for the last year in particular and that are going to keep happening for the next couple of years especially with uh with specifically around the sec we're gonna like i'm of the opinion we're gonna see a lot of these crypto projects either get deleted or or they're gonna get replaced or co-opted or adopted or likely all three to the point of where larry fink and blackrock are gonna get to the point of actually trading crypto to the point of where maybe that maybe trading bitcoin is cheaper but they're making a ton of money off trading just complete nonsense shit coins like I just like I uh, other than other than like the fact that we all don't like BlackRock and like, he's selling that talking point as you know BlackRock being something for the future is this is like we're getting into dangerous territory in my opinion and then an, another thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, I found it interesting that wisdom tree and fidelity were trying to set themselves up as their own custodians i i'm not i'm a larp when it comes to a lot of this stuff but i don't think brokerages can be their own custodian i'm pretty sure that's where a lot of the problems are arising from so i'm like i'm very curious about what the calculus is behind fidelity and wisdom tree but i could be wrong um other than other than that dude like i don't like this is this is something that you and I were talking about before the before the show. This is something I've talked about many times before, and this is something we're going to keep talking about. Is that like this is a very macro move? The the ETFs getting filed and attempting to get um, the the green light. This is going to take time, guys. This is going to take time to figure out. Like when when the news went out that the ETF has been filed, um, you should have assumed that there was going to be back and forth especially with like financial products and something as revelatory as a Bitcoin spot ETF, it's going to take some time to hash things out and to actually get to the point of where people are comfortable with this product. And then, so like what I'm really getting at is that let's temper, let's temper our, our exuberance. It's exciting, but let's temper it. And let's also rest in the fact that there's going to be plenty of time to continue stacking before things go really parabolic. That's, yeah, that's couldn't agree more. Uh, what what's the what's the running like 
heuristic or meme that everyone's saying it's like okay we got the we got the front running news that there's going to be a blackrock etf but it's not going to get approved until like 2025 when we're at the top and then they short they short the price and they buy back again and then we go on and yep. do the same thing we always do and we, we've seen this happen before it happened the last cycle they approved some with ETF. gold in their etf exactly so like again there's a lot of tried and true techniques out there to manipulate the price and they will try to do the same thing with Bitcoin. And I think it's only a matter of time until they won't be able to do that. But as we can tell, uh, you know, Bitcoin's not even a trillion dollar market cap. So again, guys, it's something we tell you all the time. You know, don't try to time the bottom. Time in the market beats timing the market. Just stack that, stay humble, take your Bitcoin into self-custody, run a node. Yep. And all of this stuff will work its way out once you start educating more people, once more people start holding Bitcoin, once more people understand why they should hold Bitcoin. Everything on a long enough time frame is good for Bitcoin. So again, it's just this is part of the roller coaster ride. This is all part of the fun. This is why you are a Bitcoiner and this is why you're yep. early to the game. Stack sats. And then while we are waiting for all these exciting events to, to culminate and take place. And then while you're waiting for the having the kickoff and for the rocket ship to start, like get into the gym, get strong, get healthy, eat good food, have good sex and like have it enjoy your life. Like you don't need to sit in front of a computer watching the Bitcoin chart all day. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. I did that for years and it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Literally get outside, touch grass, yes. have eat good food, hang out with good people because rocket ship, get on board. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, and also, guys, you better be out there like Becca is. I am building. Yeah. Get, build everything about you, your body, your mind, your business. This is what we need to be doing as Bitcoiners because it's not enough to just sit around on Twitter watching the Bitcoin price and expecting the price of Bitcoin to go up. You build things. This is what Bitcoin is about is, is entrepreneur money, freedom money. Do what you want to do and do it the best you can because there's no longer a fiat cartel that is stealing your future from you. This is what this is about is unlocking the human capital that is the 8 billion people or 7.8 billion, whatever, whatever the current human population is minus the unproductive class, that number, <laughs> unlocking all that human capital. Anyways, let's get into the culture. I'm going to talk about a project that Mike is a part of that I think you guys will enjoy moving forward. So let's get into this. I'm excited for this one. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, before we move on, though, guys, we got to plug Pacific Bitcoin. It is at the end of this year, October 5th through the 6th in 2023 in Los Angeles. So if you're going to be on the West Coast, if you're a West Coast Bitcoiner, you got to make it to the Pacific Bitcoin Festival. Again, we are telling you this now because... These are the spring special prices. This is going to be the lowest prices you can get on the tickets moving forward. And we want to see you guys there. Come hang out with us in L.A. at the Hangar. Last year was awesome. 
general admission tickets is $550. Get your tickets for the whole weekend. It's it's a party. Uh, they did a great job last year. I'm excited for this year because I, they're probably going to do it better, and we want to see all you guys. Nico and I will be down there. I'm excited to hang back on uh, you know my stomping grounds. I'm uh, originally a West Coast kid myself, and uh, this is the only time I get to go back home right now is uh, hanging out at Pacific Bitcoin Festival. So we'll see you guys there. Anyways, enough of that. Let's talk about the project that Mike is a part of, a.k.a. Bitcoin Veterans. So let's just start with the basics, Mike. What is Bitcoin Veterans and what is the goals or intentions that you guys are doing over here? Yeah, so with Bitcoin Veterans, like the, the, the whole impetus to why we got together to do this is that if you guys haven't noticed in a lot of the spaces conversations that, that we engage in on the regular, there's a lot of there's a lot of us veterans that are out there and there's also a large coterie of veterans that um, once they get out of the service, there is a there are major gaps in their livelihoods as far as like being able to um, adopt or identify with a mission that is conducive to uh, like the the core like for example the core army values of like upholding integrity and honor and selfless service and um, duty to to your fellow man is like there once you once you kind of like live by that lifestyle it's it's something that that really produces a lot of value in one's life and a lot of the veterans that count they get out of the service and whether it's uh medical discharge or whether they retire or whatever like there's there's a, a glaring void left behind and opti i think you would agree with us is that um bitcoin largely does incentivize that kind of lifestyle like I, I i wrote an article for bitcoin magazine i think the title was bitcoin is a um monetary system of integrity something like that and where i i kind of overlaid the overlap of the army the army values the military values and and bitcoin and what it incentivizes as far as like first principles thought um value for value economy like value for value life really and we we figured we could do a lot of um cross pollination between the groups like we could bring a lot of bitcoiners into understanding the the, the kind of like the veteran and the military and the warrior mindset and then we can bring a lot of the warriors and the veterans over to understanding a little bit about bitcoin and protecting themselves and their families as far as like having a savings vehicle for wealth generation and all that great stuff that we like to talk about so like and this is and one thing that I'm particularly excited to talk about with that group is that we can we'll eventually get into like many of my favorite talking points that I rant about with you guys all the time is like getting into physical health, physical fitness, spiritual health, phys, uh, philosophical health, like all this stuff. Like we're we're talking about like societal issues, like the lack of proper masculine and feminine role models. Like we're going to be talking about everything. Um so like if, if you guys are if you guys are interested in listening and partaking of that, like thanks, Coin Father, the, the regular of the show. I appreciate you, man. Um, but there's a we're going to we're going to be hosting that show at like for now. We're, we're going to like there is the possibility of shifting time frames. So just make sure you're staying up to date with us um, to uh, Opti's going to show you guys the, the Twitter account to be able to follow us. But uh, right now we're doing the show at Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, or I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Texas time. And 
we're just like it's it's just a round robin conversation. Like you guys saw the screen uh, earlier. There's five of us. We'll be ranting on. We're trying to get the video stuff figured out. Opti's kind of like helping us out on the back end a little bit, figure out the technical difficulties. Um, but YouTube has been a little echoey with the with regards to the audio and everything. So like that's a bit of a problem. But I will state that if you guys do want to listen to the audio, which is good quality as far as like listening to us riff and poke fun at each other on top of talking about the Bitcoin topics um, that is now available on Spotify and I believe anchor and fountain and Apple podcasts. So like you can look for us there, uh, shoot us a follow. Definitely want to try and pick up that following, but it's, it's really just going to be a couple of former military guys poking a bunch of fun at each other. Cause I think, I think we've got army Marines and air force i might be wrong on that but we but if you know anything about the the different military branches we all like to talk shit with each other and it's a lot of fun to listen to uh for the audio <laughs> listeners that can't see the video who is a part of bitcoin veterans so we've got shane hazel and alex stanzik are going to be the the big heavy hitters that are kind of leading the charge on that and then there's myself jordan who is operation libertas on twitter and then gabe lord let's go Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I do have a few questions. First one is, um, well, it's more of a comment. I also look, I, I, I'm not anywhere a part of being a veteran or part of the service or anything, but I do fundamentally agree with the idea of having more soldiers in Bitcoin and not, not literally like, you know, a uh, literal soldiers, but having that soldier yeah. mentality. Like I loved uh, listening to Jocko's podcast and I take those mentalities into my everyday life because I don't know if you guys know this guys, but like we are in a monetary war, a civil war, a war of good and evil right now. And having strong mental frameworks moving towards what you want in life for your purpose, I think is, is what humanity needs more. Like they've been, Again, I'm using, uh, you know, they for the unproductive class for whatever, you know, the powers that be, however you want to take that. Uh, there's been a, a concerted effort to demasculate men. And yeah. part of that is stealing their future so that they are, you know, on the on the teat of the powers that be so that they can survive and do what they can for their families and provide for them. And now we have a money that I think aligns perfectly with the values of people that that uh, served in the army and the military and all this stuff, because, as you said, and we covered this in the beginning of the week, if you believe in thou shall not steal, if you put, believe in honesty, if you believe in hard work and, you know, like uh, bootstrapping yourself which I think are all basic tenets of serving in the military or in, in yep. the services, uh, you'd believe in Bitcoin. And so my question for you is, Mike, I know you learned about Bitcoin while you were in the service, right? Yeah. So how has the response been from, I don't know, your former former uh, brothers in arms, et cetera, or, or people that you're having these conversations with? Well, the, the, so the, I think maybe the interesting thing for yourself and other listeners that are in the same boat is it's actually been, it's been pretty positive, but like one of the biggest things that drives attention and drives interest is it's sad to say it, but it's number go up because price is a reflection of not, I won't say adoption, but price is a reflection of interest. And I get and it's not necessarily that I get individuals reaching out to me um, because I think I push the I know what I'm talking about and I'm smarter than you a little bit too hard to these guys back in the day. 
And so they don't want to like, you know, feed into my ego and tell me that I was right this whole time. But I have noticed that like when I'm having conversations, like with my former major, for example, they are far more receptive of hearing the conversation, which is precisely what we wanted to begin with anyway. And I think that I think what I also wanted to say was that for those that are listening, like like in your position, Opti, that weren't that weren't militarily trained, you don't have to have served in a branch of service in order to actually be a warrior. Like a warrior is a lifestyle and a philosophy. Like a warrior is somebody who stands up for what is right, defends honor, and is willing to stand against the tide in order to tell people that they're wrong. Like kind of like that meme where there's that one individual against a crowd of others. And it says, yes, you are all wrong. And I think the last couple of years has been a glaring example of how we need more people like that. So if you're in Bitcoin and you like being the one to stand against the tide, I think that you guys are a little bit behooved to team up with us veterans and start helping us kind of get the conversation pushed to the other side of the aisle. There's a lot of power here as far as like, I'm not, and when I say power, I'm not saying in the sense of like malicious intent. Um, we need power, like good requires power to fight evil, just like evil requires power to fight good. And I, I think uh, I think we could all agree that there's a lot more evil out there than there is good right now. And we need to kind of like shift the tides of battle a little bit. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think as, um, as a Bitcoiner, and as someone that kind of understands that uh, fiat currency has enabled a century of war, I think there is a small faction of Bitcoiners that are just so turned off by like the military industrial complex that they're like, oh, you guys are like my natural enemies. And it's like, no, like you are an average person just like myself. And we have much more in common because believing in the ideals of protecting what you love, your property, your family, your life. I think this is something that all of us Bitcoiners are doing. And I really love what you said about, you know, we are all warriors in this. And, and uh, before I go on and, and let you have the last words here, uh, I really like this comment by Catacombs because I completely agree with this. And, and this is also my working framework as well for what's going on in the world. Catacombs says, complacent, weak men are easy to rule. I, I don't think that anything truer has ever been said than this. And this is why I, I constantly tell you guys to get fit mentally, physically, spiritually, because we are a, like, again, putting your religious uh, views aside, like I, I fundamentally believe we are in a war of good and evil, of light and truth versus the darkness. And I, I think having more warriors in arms out there and people taking everything they do, not, not necessarily just like too seriously, but with this mentality of like, you are in a monetary war right now. It is, it's not red versus blue, it is orange versus green. And I think it's becoming clearer and clearer to everyone out there that there is a active attempt of making you deaf, dumb, and blind so that you own nothing. And I don't know about you, but that gets me absolutely pissed off. And yep. this is not the world I want to live in. And thus why we come out here every single day and we got that oorah Bitcoin. <laughs>
300 Spartan energy here because I really do believe this is the fight of our lives and it's a peaceful revolution. All you need to do is wake up more people, opt into Bitcoin and and spread the signal and show people what the game is and that they can save themselves by just opting into the Bitcoin network. It, it really yeah. is this simple, but it's what do, what do you always say? And, and I just remember what I wanted you to talk about. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, the blueprint is simple, <laughs> but the follow through is hard. And on that point, you did have a tweet and I didn't pull it up, but it's back on this idea of like the game isn't over, guys. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Well, and the 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 big thing, which was like the 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 point that you asked me to remember so we could bring it up later, is that the complacency is as as invites as much evil as idle hands. They're about the same, they're almost one in the same kind of breath. And to echo some of the most popular points in the Bitcoin community of we have already won. While I agree with that to an, to a sense, like by by spreading that message and uh, like picking it up um, for your own, you are inviting a sense of complacency. Like the the whole idea to whether you're a warrior or whether you're a warrior that's working out or you're somebody that's just working out, like the 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 work is never done because there's always a necessary adaptation that has to be picked up. And Bitcoin is going to be no different. It's a it's a it's a currency within a complex adaptive system of an economy. And like when you get into complex adaptive systems, which you pulled on pulled on that thread earlier, there's there's always adaptations like coming down the chute. And there was one thing that I wanted to uh, touch on and plug and appreciate that you said about um, those outside of the military mindset and military experience believe can like hold the positions of anybody within the military is a dog of the military and a pawn of the military in the sense of this corporatized military industrial complex like preservation of evil um mechanism that's just that's just inherently not true a lot like the majority of those that serve in the services they don't like we didn't go in, we didn't sign up our, we didn't sign our like life and soul over for the fact of like feeding into a system that just perpetuates evil and death. Um, most of us joined in order to defend our loved ones. Like that's the biggest one. And in our first episode, uh, Surfer Jim actually joined us and he expressed very emotional support and appreciation for that kind of that messaging. And I recommend that really anybody go back and listen to that first episode. Cause they're like, it, it, it's where our group is like the five guys. We're going to be having a lot of fun and just poking fun at everything and each other and like all sorts of like, you know, some of the best like Bitcoin autistic interactions, but it's really good to go to that first episode and listen to that in that interaction because it's very heartfelt. And I think that um, I think that the world needs a lot more heartfelt messaging and a lot more intimate interaction between individuals in order to kind of get back to perpetuating this this message of good versus evil and like how to fight back. There's a lot there's I can't iterate enough and repeat enough that there is so much work that needs to be done. Love it, Mike. Well, 
I, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but thank you for your service, not only Appreciate to uh, everyone out there that is an American, but also to Bitcoin, because I, I really do resonate with all the conversations we have. We've had them on air. We've had them off air. We've had them on spaces. And I think we have the same mentality and we're coming it from it at different angles. I, I really yeah. do believe like uh, we are warriors of peace and you have to have this militant, I don't know, uh, extremist view of what we're doing here because whether you like it or not, I'm being reminded of that Bob Marley quote. And I know it, this might be a weird, weird thing to bring Bob Marley into this conversation, but he perfect. has this, he has this quote where he says something on the lines of uh, the evil in power right now never takes a day off. So you shouldn't either. And again, I, I would exactly. just highly recommend everyone go read or watch like a Jocko podcast, watch Bitcoin veterans, read Sun Tzu's Art of War. Like, guys, it, what's uh, everyone saying in the chat? I'd much rather be a warrior in a garden than a We're gardener a in a war. And we are in the midst of an information war. We say it every single day. This is an information war. And you guys are, if you don't know it, you're either the casualty or you're on the front lines. And I, I'm highly convinced every single one of you guys are on the front lines. So get a little more militant about what we're doing, guys. We're right. Act like it and get yourself in a position where you can look to your right and your left and you're like, yes, these are my brothers in arms and we are taking back planet Earth from the monetary demons. <laughs> By the way, one last thing to say, too, is that um, in order to be a successful warrior, you need to accurately assess the battleground. Mm. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't mean you go into you, you approach the battleground or the garden. I'm not even going to say garden because most of us don't even have gardens at this point. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Um, but if you're going to if we're going to go into this with a warrior mindset and a warrior kind of stoicism and like resolute like standing, we need to accurately assess the battleground. That means looking around and observing with a open mindset and an open eye and seeing the, the world for what it truly is and not just through the Bitcoin lens. I'm not saying I'm not okay. saying that you don't listen to the Bitcoin lens, but you need to look through the world with a series of different sunglasses, essentially, because like, for example, you go to a lake, you go fishing and you're using sunglasses that aren't polarized. You're not going to see the fish underneath the surface of the water. Like it, it sounds really, really simple, but like the, like that's that's an, an analogy where like you need to be a, and what I'm getting at is we need to be able to see things through empathetic eyes like you. And we talk about this all the time in Bitcoin in order to get people to orange to orange pill them. You have to meet people where they are and see them through see the world through their lens from their point of view. That also means that when we're approaching this information war. We need to understand where people are. Once we do that, then the orange pilling stuff comes downstream. And I think that we can all be we we can all be successful in our you know orange pilling endeavors. But I I I really want the message to be that we're all uplifting our communities first. Community first, because if you don't have your community and like you don't have a serious like if things get as bad as we think, as bad as a lot of us like to, you know tinfoil hat on and talk about as far as doomsday scenarios if we don't have the community to fall back on and the community that we support like why are we doing all this bitcoin stuff to begin with wow mic drop love it 
Well, thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> Let's get into the meme review. Let's lighten up the mood a little bit because I say it all the time and I'll say it again. We are in the information war, guys, and you are the frontline soldiers. Continue to get the call to action out there. Continue to spread the truth because we have the truth on our side and the truth wants to be set free. And I think more and more people are waking up to that idea that they've been lied to for too long. And uh, shouts out to you, Mike, and shouts out to the whole crew at Bitcoin Veterans. I hope to see you guys succeed. And uh, Orange Pill, the Army, the military, the Air Force, all of them. All right, let's get into the meme review. Oh, oh. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom Racks. <laughs> right everyone's everyone's saying mic drop over here it's like <laughs> wait mic drop or mic drop what did opti mean <laughs> <laughs> and uh do you guys like that little mess up there I, I, maybe you didn't catch it but i definitely did anyways this is the meme review as you guys know tweets are the bullets memes are the artillery as we just talked about in the culture we are in an information war. If you don't know, now you know. There is a trillion-plus-dollar PSYOP against you, against the truth, against your family, against your property, and it's upon every single one of us to spread the Bitcoin signal, to spread the freedom tools, to wake up our friends and family, do it tactfully, obviously, understand what your friends and family are into, and then there's always a Bitcoin angle to it. And uh, don't don't cut off your community, guys. It's very important that you stick together. We we are much more powerful in a community in numbers than you are as the individual lone wolf. Anyways, anyways, let's get to the laughs. <laughs> let's get to the laughs. All right, this first meme is by Lynn Alden. Uh, you know, what? Lynn. Yeah, Lynn doesn't do too many memes. So I saw this one and I was like, this is the perfect meme for today's show. And she just goes BlackRock on the Bitcoin flip flop. And we got Larry Fink here and he's just kind of doing one of these. And he goes, uh, so basically, we just really like making money. And uh, we have Dr. Jeff Ross right here in comment. He goes, it's really this simple, guys. They just want to make money. They see there's an opportunity to make money. Yes, there may be some nefarious plan over there. You know, they're doing all their dark things and hooded robes and all this stuff and uh, trying to co-op and control Bitcoin. But maybe the easiest answer is they just want to make money. Uh, I don't know. We'll see moving forward. And again, we are doubling down on the Larry Fink comments. And we got this guy, Thomas Farrer. He's been killing it. He's been on uh, the <laughs> meme review a few times lately. And we got Nassim. He's quoting Nassim Taleb. And he goes, for the first time in the history of the world, we have a cult coupled with a financial instrument. And then we got, he goes, Larry Fink, and it's got Vince McMahon losing his mind. Uh, I don't know about you, Nassim Talib, but have you ever seen the back of a dollar? What are you talking about? Okay, anyways, I, I digress. I digress. Illuminati. 
Exactly. And then again, Hoddle. Hoddle's <laughs> on today's show multiple times and he's got no words here. And we got Charlie Day doing the like uh, conspiracy connecting all the dots meme on Always Sunny and goes, how my family saw me before BlackRock. And then I don't think this is uh, actually Charlie Day from Always Sunny, but it's the same actor. And now he's over here playing dominoes in a classy suit in a nice, uh, <laughs> nice it looks like a library or like a man cave or whatever. And he goes, how they see me now as a classy gem- gentleman watching the dominoes fall. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> the next meme is by Greg Zaj. One, I uh, really felt this one. I think this is not only did I know this was going to be a great bow tie for the show, but considering everything that Mike just said in the culture and the conversation we just had, I think it hits even harder. And he goes, knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. And Mike kind of... Yeah, how perfect. Mike kind of hit it on the head with like being that one person that stands up to the crowd. Well, this picture is a bunch of bald people walking in unison to the left, and we have one Bitcoiner that is glowing, going to the right against the grain. Knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. You have the knowledge. Spread the knowledge, and let's uh, unlock people from fiat slavery. Okay, this next meme is by at Morpheus underscore BTC, and he goes, all roads lead to Bitcoin. Sooner or later, everyone will figure this out. Are you still hodling with self-custody? If so, which device do you use? I think he's asking a question. Hashtag Bitcoin. But the meme is the SpongeBob meme here. And he goes, when you've been shitcoining too long and finally circle back to old reliable, and SpongeBob has his case of old reliable, and in the box is a glowing Bitcoin logo because Bitcoin is old reliable. Bitcoin is the way. Bitcoin is unchangeable. Bitcoin is boring for a reason. It's got a monetary policy going out hundreds of years, and you know what you're going to get with Bitcoin. None of this, we're going to have, you know, insiders changing things and let's program new fun, flashy things and all the things on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is simply digital money for the digital world that is incorruptible. All right, this next one, I'm not going to play the audio because I don't want to make it as clunky as as it, it. could be, but we have Jose S. Bam here, and he goes, hashtag Bitcoin, and uh, we got a dog here looking at a grill, and it goes, me out of cash and the dip, and uh, you can see the dog drooling because oh, wow. he's out of cash, and he's watching <laughs> the dip, and this, I felt this one, it's like, oh, if only I had dry powder on the side to buy Bitcoin. Of drool coming out of I, it's, This is me every single day just watching the grill, just watching the price like, oh man, absolutely wrecked. <laughs> but hey, you know, make the decision for yourself and uh, stack them sads. But hey, we already know what's going on. Numbers going up. It's going up forever. All right, this one. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw this video going around Twitter. I'm not I'm not going to recap what the what the context of the video is, but it's that girl who freaked out on the airplane. And anyways, this is at hodling love and she's it's a snapshot of her freaking out and it goes, "Everyone can either believe it or not believe it. I don't give two Fs, but I am telling you right now that fiat money we use is not real." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a that was a good good uh that, that yeah that was a that was a good crescendo yeah that was a good crescendo one. okay all right guys drop your <laughs> meme review score in the chat oh look hey i'm getting there good at go. it. Getting get it. it in the chat and we will cover it live okay today's meme review score you guys already know that i drink a lot of coffee as you can tell because i'm always ranting uh, I got my nice little Simply Bitcoin cup. Th- Shouts out to Extemos. But today is my coffee 
uh, which is was sent by a fellow Bitcoiner named Maquano. Maquano. Uh, shouts out to you, bro. I am drinking your coffee. Absolutely delicious. I am I am tweaked out right now, geeked up to the gills because of your coffee. So really appreciate it. Uh, I haven't emailed you yet because I wanted to try all the coffee before I told you my final decision. But hey, I, as you can tell, your boy is geeked up off a lot of coffee today. Shouts out to you. I've been having, I think I had the, the heavier roasted one. This morning, I'm doing like the mid-roast one, and the last one is the light roast. I'm kind of a mid-roast kind of guy. I don't know what this means, but that's just what I drink. Mid-roast is more caffeine. Okay, so uh, (laughs) mid-roast kind of guy. All right, right, Mike, what's your meme review score for today? My meme review, and for those of you watching the video, it's probably getting a little bit more difficult to see the screen because it looks like there's a storm rolling in. But my meme review score is i'm gonna give a go dark faraday bag that i got for my first bitcoin conference because everybody had me paranoid as hell (laughs) that i was gonna get stingray attacked so but i'm not trying to uh diminish that kind of risk i would recommend anybody that goes to like a bitcoin conference of any kind have at least uh some manner of protecting your technology because they're it is a ripe environment to uh get stingrayed and get your stuff hijacked so get a faraday bag terrifying actually short story <laughs> as more memes go into the chat last year at uh bitcoin conference 2022 i believe i uh, was i was with my boy neil aka at ronin minor and uh, we we were thinking about this, and we're like, you know what? We're gonna go super cypherpunk to the conference. We're not gonna bring our phone because maybe someone's trying to try to, yeah, you know, happen. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like maybe someone's gonna try to uh, what's it? Sim swap our phones and all this stuff. And uh, we go to the conference, and we're in line, and we realize that we needed our ticket on our phone. And I had to like ask a stranger to use email. And then we got absolutely lost the whole the whole time at the conference. Couldn't use money because our our burner phone didn't have any yeah. service to send Bitcoin to pay with Bitcoin. So we were just like, wow, absolutely wrecked ourselves. Okay. Anyways, anyways. All right. There's a few memes in here. Oh, and I forgot the music. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Brian Ward says the rat fink meme. Okay. I wait. He might have. Oh no, the meme score is the rat fink meme. Yeah. Okay. Hoddle coin. I give those memes lead led for the CBDC army fight on the right side. Oof. Damn. Uh metaphorical. Metaphorical lead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the rave elevator. I score the memes. The uh, all right. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, good score, but I didn't sorry, filter Nico. good enough. <laughs> didn't filter good enough. All right, Phil C. I give these memes 10,000 sats of number go up. Let's go. Okay. UTXO. I give the memes a daily dose of Kant for philosophical health. Ooh, okay. Get some horns on that one, dude. That was a good one. Okay, Narwhal Tacos is getting mad at me. I forgot the music. Sorry, bro. Uh, maybe I'll get it for tomorrow. Actually, we need new music. I don't know. Tag us on some royalty-free music, and we'll figure it out. Okay, Lane <laughs> Lowell, uh, score more fink memes. Laughter is the best medicine for evil. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Hence. I have such a ridiculous laugh. Anyways, Bitcoin for Canadians. Uh, I give those memes my answer whenever my wife asks what I spent all my money on. I am building. Hold on. I got you. I am building. Let's go, Becca. (laughs) 
right. Uh, Opti Fink Fields, when the Fink makes you blush. Opti Fink Fields. Dang, bro. Wrecked. Okay, score. Larry Fink, we're throwing 10 trillion fiat cuck bucks at Bitcoin. Opti, yo, Chrissy doll, it's over. I'm moving on. <laughs> oh, man. Opti Fink Fields throwing darts at yeah, me. Yeah, when are you going to block her number, dude? Stop letting her try and Dude, she call just you. called. Not going to lie, she just <laughs> called. I had to I had to swipe out of there. Okay, Planet Earth. Give these memes a $500,000 Bitcoin price by 2025. Snet it. Oh, wait, wrong one. Sorry. Rocket ship. Get on board. Uh, let's see. Okay. What? We got a few more. We got a few more. Okay. Lucy. Loci? Loci. Loci? I give these memes a classic numerical score from 2021. Okay. Well, what was the score, though? <laughs> okay. Uh, Miss One Love meme score, the unintended consequences of bombing... Chill. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Joe. Okay. All right. Sorry. Record break. Sorry. All right. Think Orange. Last one. I give these memes. That's our the real gold. Let's go. All right. All right, guys. Appreciate all the comments. Uh sorry I didn't filter them out as as good as I should have. It's it's hard when you're doing it all at one time. Yeah. Anyways. Really appreciate it. every single one of you guys hanging out with us. Uh, again, as we say all the time. Low key is how you pronounce it. Got low key. It. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, as I say all the time on Twitter spaces, but all you guys don't always hang out with us on Twitter spaces. This is my PSA like every single day. Get fit physically, mentally. Go outside. Touch some grass. Log off the Twitter burst. Log off the black mirror. The person you're yelling at will still be there when you come back. <laughs> Go hang out with real people in real life. Build these communities in your daily life so that you can not only be insulated and protect yourself from the chaos, but you can start to congregate and build with other like-minded individuals. And uh, on that point, shout out to you, Mike. Really appreciate you, not only as a friend, but also as a Bitcoiner in the arms against the monetary demons. Anyways, Mike, uh, plug Bitcoin veterans, what the, what the Twitter is, the YouTube, and everything else you're working on right now, bro. Yeah, well, right back at you, buddy, for appreciating the friendship. Um, let me look up the, I'm pretty sure it should be Bitcoin veterans, but I don't want to, yeah. So the handle on Twitter is at Bitcoin veterans. Um, as far as for myself, if you want to follow me individually, again, right below on the video is uh, at the Mike Hobart, two E's, uh, just to differentiate myself from all the different bots and LARPs because I am the only Mike Hobart that you need to be concerned with. <laughs> um, but uh, then go, go to my Substack at justhearmeout.substack.com uh, um, where I will rant about all sorts of things between macro, physiology, philosophy, and one in my particular that I know you is my, that I know you Opti is my, one of my favorite topics is talking about specifically religion and points on Ayn Rand. So if you want to get into that, um, by all means, please go subscribe. If there is a particular type of writing that you would like to um, read from me and you don't know which one, because I like to get kind of like creative and artsy with my titles, uh, just shoot me a DM on Twitter and ask for something on health and physiology or philosophy or macro, and I will happily send it over to you. Let's go. Awesome. Well, thank you for filling in all week, Mike. It's been a pleasure. I am sure we will tap on your shoulder more often and uh, have you come on as, as much as possible. And, and uh, you just reminded me of uh, the Ayn Rand quote that I told you this weekend. And you're like, wait, she said that. And again, I'll probably butcher it. But 
one of my favorite Ayn Rand quotes, and you know, say what you want about Ayn Rand. I, I think this is a great quote that all of us should live by, and also uh, pretty fitting considering our conversation on the culture today. Yeah. Uh, I, I vow to never live for another man, nor ask another man to live for me. This is ever Bars. since I heard that quote. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> ever <laughs> since I heard that quote. It really, really opened my eyes, and, and I highly suggest you guys live your life by that as well. You know, uh, enlightened self-interest is the way moving forward. What's uh, what's the book? What's her? Um, the one that I keep talking about? Yeah, what's that book? The Virtue of Selfishness. Virtue it's of Selfishness. It's one of her shorter ones, but it is, it's powerful. Oh, Love and uh, and thank you, McLovin, in the chat for reminding me. Guys, go like, get, hit the like button. Like, if if you're <laughs> if you're if you're coming in and like enjoying these videos or like listening in a, a consistent basis, it sounds super cringy and cheesy, but hit the like button so that we can game the shit out of these fiat freaking YouTube algorithms so we can push the signal farther out to everybody. Love it, love it. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, if you want to hang out in spaces, we are live, and you already I will. Know this. I'm gonna go outside and watch the thunderstorm. I don't know if you've noticed. This Let's got go. really dark. It did. All right, guys. <laughs> well, go behind the scenes or come hang out in the spaces as I roll this one out, guys. You already know the deal. We are in audio-only form on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and a part of the Value for Value economy on Fountain. We really appreciate everyone sending us sats, clipping us, giving us comments. I know we don't bring them on the show anymore, but as you can tell, we're running at an hour and 20 minutes now, so hey, it is what it is. But as Mike said, uh, if you like this content, like, subscribe, share it, comment, do whatever we can to push us in the algorithm. But it's not just about us over here at Simply Bitcoin. If you like Bitcoin content in general, Bitcoin-only content, spread it. Drop them in your friends uh, and your family's text messages, in your in your family group chats. Wake up the world. Drop them memes. Just drop them a meme every once in a while, just with, without context. Just like, boom, here you go. Uh, you think the world's messed up? Well, Bitcoin fixes this. All right, anyways, we will be back tomorrow. I am pretty sure... I have to tap on the shoulder of one of our other dudes. So uh, not sure if it's going to be Rustin or Dell. Maybe we'll get Mike and one of them as well tomorrow. We'll see what happened. But Nico is still in Canada. I'm pretty sure he is moderating some panels right now as we speak. But we appreciate all you guys. Come hang out with us on Twitter Spaces, and we will continue the conversation. And, of course, Go check out simplybitcoin.news. We do have simplybitcoin.com where all of our links are. And come join us in our Telegram group, t.me slash simplybitcoin. We got Darth, uh, Darth Coin up in there dropping the signal. Anyways, I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. It's your boy Opti and I am out. Peace out. Uh-oh, uh-oh, sorry, it's not, you're not supposed to see me, you're not supposed to see me. Ah! All right, guys. <laughs> uh, one second, one second, guys. Let me bring you guys up to spaces. Let me bring you up to spaces. I uh, need to make sure we are fully rolled out. But what's up, guys? You already know the deal. This is a Bitcoin-only space by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. I was going to say the, the swan thing. Anyways, uh, let me just...